Hello, hello to my wonderful family. I'm so glad you are with me today. And to Jesus be the glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you heart to heart on what's happening in, uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, I didn't think I would keep talking about this, but there's so much happening, I really, we cannot ignore it. And it's very, very prophetic and important for us to know what is next prophetically. So let's pray first that the Lord will speak to us, precious Jesus. Thank you, Lord, again for your wonderful promises. Thank you for your word. Now, Lord, speak to us again by your Holy Spirit. For your glory and honor in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, glorify your mighty name. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Yes, I am watching uh, and listening to the reports about uh, what's happening in the Ukraine. I love the Ukraine. I've been there many times for ministry. I have some wonderful friends there. I just spoke to a pastor from the Ukraine a few days ago and uh, another pastor a few days before that. And the people of the Ukraine are really praying and believing God that peace would be restored. Now, uh, let me read you some articles, uh, and these are not uh, encouraging things to read, but I think we need, as, as God's people, to be aware of what's going on. You know, I do not watch TV. I cannot even watch TV if I want to, network television. But daily, on my phone, mostly through uh, the Post in Jerusalem and Fox News and CBN, I get what's going on. I can you know, find it out in just minutes. Uh, but what is amazing to me today, and somewhat uh, not exactly uh, something I'm encouraged to even talk about, but how many uh, Christians are unaware that prophecy is being fulfilled before our eyes and major prophecies are about to be fulfilled leading up to the coming of the Lord and how ready we must be now, like we can't wait till we see, okay, it's really happening. We have to be ready now and I'm here lovingly asking, please, sweet people of God, I, I, you know, I know a lot of you are with me daily, some, some of you are not, our numbers jumped way up when I began talking about this. And I'm taking this divine opportunity God is giving me to talk to the many of you who don't watch me every day, who are watching now because of the events, you want to know what I'm saying, what I'm thinking. Well, I want to prepare you for the coming of the Lord. That's really my intention. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, focused on worldly affairs. I just look at worldly affairs in the, in the light of prophecy, in what God is doing prophetically, spiritually, how that fits with the Bible, and to set you, uh, you know, on a new course, some of you, where you can look at the Word, you know, with a new vision, with a new way. So uh, here is the first article, Russia, can bring full might down on the Ukraine within hours, within hours, the U.S. warns. 
and there's a number of, of articles on why is this happening. Well, it's quite simple, really. Uh, President Putin does not want the Ukraine to be a part of NATO and the EU because it's the breadbasket of Russia. Uh, the, there's a lot of oil in the Ukraine. Uh, Hitler invaded Russia back during the Second War and aimed for the wells in the Ukraine to keep his, his army on the move. And for Putin to lose the Ukraine could mean disaster economically for Russia. And his dream is to rebuild Russia to the former Soviet Union status, you know. So that's the whole thing. And NATO has been, uh, has opened the door for the Ukraine to be a part of NATO and be a part of the EU and so on. But you, you sweet people need to understand that uh, the Russians are not gonna allow that to happen. So a war will break out, uh, a big war will break out as we have just read, that could really affect the whole world. We, the world as we know it may not be the world we know today. So there's a lot of, uh, of uh, danger on the horizon. Now, yes, it's already started, the, the move has begun, but what will happen from, from here, nobody seems to know. But I can tell you what the Bible says, what the Bible says. But first, let's look quickly at just some headlines. And here are the headlines. The Pentagon warns that potential war would not be bloodless for Russia. Well, why? Well, you got uh, over a million something troops in the Ukraine, two something, almost three million in Russia uh, coming against each other. There are not that many on the borders, but that's how many they can, they can put together with the reserves. So over a, way over a million for the Ukraine, way over two million for Russia. And this could be a bloody war. And uh, I think what, what we, are, we are looking at is, is a very, very dangerous uh, situation. Uh, Ukraine parliament approves states, uh, state of emergency. Uh, Biden announced sanctions and so forth, which already have happened. And now Russian forces have surrounded the Ukraine ready to go. So, all right. Let me let me explain a little bit of the situation to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my phone so nobody would call me while I'm talking to you. But I was just reading you some headlines. There's a lot of them out there, and I think it'll be good for you to see what's going on and to understand it. So the whole thing, like I've been telling you, that the world is watching, is America's response. The West, how will they respond? Europe. How will they respond? Because if they, if, if they respond with weakness, which it looks like that's what's happening, it will embolden the Chinese to move into Taiwan. It will embolden North Korea. It will embolden, it will, it will strengthen the hand of the Iranians. So, you know, th there's a lot at stake here. But I will say one more time, we are going to see Ezekiel 38 fulfilled in our lifetime. I think very, very soon, the way 
the way things are moving. So let's one more time look, let's one more time look at Ezekiel 38. Maybe now with a little extra light, you know, we can understand it better because prophecy is understood as things begin moving, things begin happening, things begin getting clearer. So, Lord, I pray you'll speak to your people in Jesus' name. Take your Bible and let's look at Ezekiel 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech. Meshech would be Moscow. And the chief prince may very well be Putin or someone like him later, who is going to be the leading man in that country. And Tubal or Tobolsk, present day Tobolsk. And prophesy against him and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog. Well, it's always been known to be Russia when you hear of Gog and Magog the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Again, the chief prince. Who is that prince? Could it be Putin? Maybe. Could it be somebody else? We don't know. Time will tell. But he, you know, here, here we see a prince that God is speaking to of Meshech and Tubal, Moscow and Tobolsk. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Now, you know, the prophet Ezekiel could not describe tanks and present, you know, weaponry. So he used what he understood when it came to weapons. So he talked about, you know, horses and horsemen and, and chariots and so forth and armor. Now, something really that I think that's important. It says, and I will turn thee back. Now, that doesn't mean back like going back. It means I'll turn you around. Now, turn you around could very well mean you will surround the Middle East as we know it today. You will surround it with your allies. You'll surround it with people who are with you in this company. And then it mentions Persia, Ethiopia, Libya. Now, when we talk about Libya, by, by the way, we're talking about Put. That's the old name, Put. And Put was way more than Libya, by the way. So it included some other nations in that part of North Africa. With them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma in the north. That's present-day Turkey. So the war is not going to happen next week. It's not even happen next month because Turkey is still not in that position of full oneness with Iran and Russia and what they want to do against Israel because Turkey at this point still needs Israel and still needs good relations with Israel. So we have to watch the changes inside Israel the next few months and years to, to see what form of government will be in power today. Bennett and Lapid, you know, holding on, doing a good job. Uh, a lot of diversities in the present coalition. It could fall apart real quickly. Now, please understand something about Israel. Israel has a, 120 seats in their Knesset or parliament. And no one party 
can, can have enough seats to form a government on their own, meaning anyone with over 60 seats can form a government. Well, no, no party has been able to come up with you know, over 60 uh, uh, seats, so they, they have to go making deals like uh, Likud uh, under, under, under Bibi Netanyahu uh, was in the, in the mid-30s, so they had to go, like 30-something seats, so they had to go and form you know, agreements with other parties to come and form a government. Well, that's kind of iffy, you know, any one party can pull out. It's like, you know, a guy with three uh, seats could have, you know, so much power to say to the prime minister, well, I'm going to pull out of the government if you don't give me A, B, C, D, F, G. And sometimes they demand a lot of money that the, gov that the government cannot afford to give them. And that's why it's been so difficult in the past for Israel to form a government. They had to have election after election after election. Now, finally, they have a lot of parties, right from the right to the left, all of them holding on, but one party can, can bring the whole thing toppling down, meaning another election. Well, you know, no nation can handle too many elections, and Israel was about to go into another, you know, one more election, like it would have been total chaos. It was actually getting there anyways. So we don't know what's gonna happen within Israel. Right now, it's holding on. It's stable for the meantime, but anything can change. Could Bibi go, uh, be back into, into power? Possibility. He has his own problems right now. Uh, so with things that he's accused of, we don't know yet that he's innocent or not. All we know is that he could be back into power if his name get, gets clear and this president government falls and, Le and Likud gets a little more support from, from the people. So, but this all has to do also with Turkey. Turkey today needs Israel and needs stability. So I don't see them right now backing up uh, and joining in with Russia, invading the Ukraine and all that. But this could all change so quickly because that part of the world can change like that. Remember, I'm from that part of the world. But now things have changed massively that you know Arab nations have made peace with Israel that nobody thought would ever make peace with Israel uh, in the Persian Gulf and others and North Africa. So the map is changing rapidly. So now when you read verse five, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, all of them coming together with Turkey and Russia, well, it, that picture is becoming clearer by the, by the month. You know, slowly you, you're, you're seeing new connections with Iran and Russia, with Iran and Turkey, and the Chinese are somewhat, you know, standing on the side watching what will be the next move and how will they gain. And that's also very, very dangerous for the world because China today is leading the world in artificial intelligence. Soon, China will be the leading nation and will surpass the United States in being the leader of artificial intelligence. That could change the whole world as we know it. Listen, it's changed already big time, but the changes down the road will be massive, 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 affecting everyone's life on the planet. And yes, bringing about the rule of Antichrist, 
We're, we're, already see, we're already seeing it all come together. It's like a big puzzle and suddenly a big portion here is clearing up, another one clears up, another one clears up, another one clears up, and soon you're gonna see the whole picture and we're not far from it. So the situation with the Ukraine today is very important because once Russia invades the Ukraine totally, the invasion has begun on Monday, but once Russia invades totally, there could be a war with Europe. There could be a war uh, with the Western world that nobody wants. Will it be nuclear? I, I, I pray not. I, I, I believe no, I don't think so. I think uh, they're, they're, they're too smart not to go that far. But nobody knows again even with that. But the map, is changing right before our eyes now, like this second now. And it could change in the next 24 hours even more, in the next few days even more than that. Now, here's the whole thing, saints. America is not mentioned in prophecy. Some people have tried to say Isaiah 18 is America. I used to believe that myself years ago. I don't anymore. I just don't see it to be America. So, being that America is not mentioned in prophecy means America is going to be out of the picture very, very soon as a world power, as a nation leading the world. So, who do we read about? Russia? Turkey? the Eastern powers, which of course is China and their allies. We read about nations in Ezekiel that are coming higher and higher in a new position of strength. I don't think the West is gonna be able to stop Iran. I don't think Israel is gonna be able to stop Iran from pursuing their nuclear program. I think uh, what the Bible says is going to happen, Iran will one day with Russia and their allies invade Israel. I don't see it happening presently. But when you start seeing this, then you can say, okay, we have just a few years left. This is going to happen for sure now in our lifetime, or maybe before we think it is going to happen. So, but look, look at, this, at this amazing picture I'm, I'm about to read. Uh, let's begin reading at verse 7 of Ezekiel 38. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a God unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years, Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, the Holocaust, and gathered out of many people, 1948. So here is Israel, a land brought out, brought back from the sword. I mean, Hitler killed six million of them. They were slaughtered by the Tsar of Russia before that. Against the mountains of Israel, so now the Jews are back in their land, back on the mountains of Israel that have been waste, 
But now it's brought, and it is brought forth out of the nations. Now here's the line I want you to, to pay attention to. And they shall dwell safely, all of them. Well, you know, I lived in Israel. I was born there. There was no safety when I was there. There was wars. I went through the first war when I was four years old, 1956, the Sinai, the, the uh, Suez campaign. I still remember my dad putting black, uh, uh, you know, cloth and all that on, on our windows in case the, the, the bombs fell. I remember 1967, we, we, we were digging ditches uh, so to protect ourselves in our backyard. I remember the war of attrition. Imagine, I moved from Israel. We moved from Israel. I was only 14 years old, and I lived through three wars by that time. There was no peace. We immigrated because we were looking for, for peace. That's why we came to Canada and then the U.S. Now, for the first time in Israel's history, peace is a reality. Peace with Egypt began with, with Sadat in the 70s, then peace with Jordan and King Hussein, who already had kind of a quiet peace with Israel before that. And now we more nations have joined that peace camp in just the last few years. Now you have Morocco, you have Sudan, soon other nations are going to join as, as far as Indonesia. Look, think about that. A lot of Muslims nations are making peace with Israel because they need Israeli technology. Who thought this day would happen? But Ezekiel saw it. And then he says, when Israel is fully at peace, meaning peace also with the Palestinians. I'm telling you here, and I'm, I'm not prophesying this. I don't have to prophesy this. Peace will come between Israeli and Palestinians. It is going to happen soon. You cannot keep this problem going for too long. Most of the Palestinians are wonderful people who want just to live. Most Israelis the same. You have some groups here and some groups there with, as it is all over the world that are troublemakers. But the majority, they just want to live. So it says, thou shalt ascend. Now let me just say before I, I read verse 9. There will be peace. Here's why. I think, my opinion, I'm not prophesying, so nobody say he prophesied. He said God told him. God didn't tell me nothing. Benny Hinn is talking to you now. When Mahmoud Abbas, the present leader of the Palestinian Authority, is out of the way, there will come a man in his place that I think will make peace with Israel. They're going to have to. They are losing the support of the Persian Gulf nations. They're losing money. They, they, they have less money today. The Palestinian people are, are, are in, in, a, in a terrible place economically. And they depend on Israel for everything. Think about it. They depend on Israel for their water, for their electricity, for their cell phone coverage. Israel is the only nation that gives them that. On their oil, on their food, on everything. So they're going to have to make peace. And Israel is going nowhere. When we grow up, uh, all we heard is we're going to push you in the sea. Well, now uh, it's a whole different world. Now we need you. you know, Egypt needs Israel. Israel needs Egypt. Jordan needs Israel. 
Israel leads Jordan. And now Israel has discovered a lot of gas on its shore that they're even negotiating with Lebanon. So peace will have to come between Lebanon, Israel. I don't know about Syria. Syria may be quite quiet now. Things could change very rapidly because of what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. It could affect what's happening in Syria, which is kind of an arm of Iran in some way. But peace will come. And that is what Ezekiel saw. And now, and now it says, verse 9, Now, when that peace is reality, thou shalt ascend. Who's thou? Russia, Persia, and those other, you know, other nations. Like a storm. You'll come like a cloud. You'll cover the land. That's a lot of people there to cover the land. Now, it says this. And, and I'm, I'm jumping now to verse 11. And thou will say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. Hold it. That means the wall has to come down, which means peace is a must with the Palestinians. Today there is a wall that stretches for many miles, dividing what is known as the West Bank from Israel. So here we read very clearly that when the invasion happens, the wall will not be there. You'll come to the land of unwalled villages. And you'll say, I'll go to them that are at rest and dwell safely. You know, I would not have said this a year ago, that there will be peace with the Palestinians. But I've been watching, listening to the news, because I'm very interested in that part of the world. It's my world. And, and I'm seeing already new, beautiful movements between the leaders of Israel and the Palestinians. Benny Gantz has met more than once with with the leader of the, of the Palestinian Authority and others inside the, the Palestinian Authority, and others like Lapid and others like them have, have, have stayed very uh, in, in contact. And most Israelis today want peace with the Palestinians. So now, it says this, and that's why I, I believe that wall will come down that made, they've made so much about. I will go to them that are at rest, which means no more terrorism, that dwell safely, which means no more rockets being fired from, from Lebanon and from, and from Gaza. All of them dwelling without walls. You say, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Who thought we would see peace today? I would have never believed there would have been peace when I was you know, growing up there. But now I'm, I'm more amazed than anyone else. So, to take a spoil, what is the spoil? It's not the minerals of the Dead Sea, as many have said in the past. At that time, there was nothing else to talk about. Today, Israel is the leading nation when it comes to cyber te te technology and a whole lot more. Upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle, goods, dwell in the midst of the, of, of the land. Watch, this is the verse that really amazes me. It's verse 13. Sheba. Who, who is Sheba? Sheba is the Persian Gulf nations. Didan. Who is Didan? Saudi Arabia. And the merchants of Tarshish. The merchants of Tarshish would be only the neighbors of the, of, of the Persian Gulf nations. Because Tarshish at that time, you know, was most likely India, that area. And I think that's just, this is where, where Tarshish probably was. 
with all the young lions. Who are the young lions? The Western world, Europe, the English-speaking world, because the, the United Kingdom or Britain, the symbol was the lion. The nations that came out of the UK, America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so on, are the young lions will say unto you, they're not gonna be able to stop them, so it, it shows where their position will be a very weak one, and so all I'm gonna say is, are you come to take a spoil? So you see the Arab world with the Western world lining up with Israel. Saints, this is the real picture today. This is, <laughs> verse 13 is remarkable. We've just seen it in the last, what, two, three years? With the, with the Arab nations, I mean. So now, the Saudis, the Bahrainis, the Kuwaitis, and others will say, are you here to take a spoil? Have you gathered your company to take a break? Today, Israel is helping the UAE with their agriculture. I just saw it, saw it yesterday on the news. They are cooperating with the Israelis, even in Saudi Arabia, on turning the desert into gardens. Who helped them do it? Where did they get the, the te technology from? From the dripping system invented by Israel. So they need each other. The spoil is Israeli technology. That's the spoil. Because it's gonna affect them too. When the invasion happens, it means those nations, the Saudis, Bahrainis, Kuwaitis, Dubai, all that, United Arab you know, Emirates, all of them are gonna be affected economically, but they won't be able to stop the invasion. And that's why God will intervene. And it says that God himself will fight. Wow, what a day that will be, okay? So we are almost there. Now, the rapture, I've said often that the rapture is gonna happen after that war. I'm not sure anymore. You know why I say that? You know, the Bible talks about, and by the way, we all grow in knowledge. We all grow in our understanding of Bible prophecy. I had said in the past, as recently as a year ago, that, that it's that war that will cause the world to cry for a new leader, which would be the Antichrist. And that we will be, here for that war and Antichrist will come after the war, meaning the rapture will happen after the war. I am beginning to change the way I think about it because there is no date set for the rapture. Yes, I think the war will happen. I think Antichrist will come after the war because the world will be looking for a man of peace so they will not have another war, like what could happen, or what will happen in that uh, war of Ezekiel 38. But the rapture, I think my friend Johnny Arnott was right because dear Johnny, whom I love dearly, he and I have been friends a long time. You, you all heard of the Toronto Blessing. Well, John, dear John, and I used to work together. We used to minister there years ago, back in the 70s. People don't know that. And he sent me a text, uh, when, when did I have my prophetic dream? About a year ago, right? Chad? Yeah, that was about the time I said 
that the rapture will happen after the war. And it was Johnny who sent me a text and said, are you, are you sure, Benny, that this is what is going to happen? But uh, he is of the opinion that the rapture can probably happen before that. And I think he's, he's right. I think, I think, and I'm changing my view on it now, and I'm telling the whole world, the rapture can happen next week. It can happen anytime. I don't think it needs that war for it to happen. Because God never gave us a set date. But I think what this tells us, this all this new prophetic uh, uh, happenings around us, what they tell us is, get ready. Get ready now. Don't, don't wait till tomorrow. And Jesus told us how to get ready in Luke 21, 36. He said, watch, be alert, and pray always. And there's only one way I know to watch, and that's through the Word of God. Know what the Bible is saying about the day we're living in. That's why I'm talking to you today, giving you some information from Ezekiel 38 that maybe you never thought about or saw. How the nations that Ezekiel saw have now lined up together and others are lining up already. And within weeks from now, it could all be all there, ready to go. And I think this war with the Ukraine will trigger all this. It's going to have to. And it will put the Chinese in a new place of influence worldwide. The world as we know it will be changed in the next few weeks. Think about this, what I'm saying. The world as we know it will be completely a different world. And a new Cold War could be upon us. A new Cold War. I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, for, for, forgive me for going a little extra time, but I'm going to say this. It was Ronald Reagan with Gorbachev that brought the Cold War to an end in Reykjavik, Iceland. That was a tough meeting, but it, it, it was the turning point when the Cold War came to an end. It was Harry Truman who said that the communist system uh, would not last, the uh, system of the Soviet Union. And the Cold War came to an end when Reagan and Gorbachev uh, decided to make peace. Now, the Cold War, it looks like, is going to start all over again. That's what they're saying. I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I'm telling you what I've read, what I've, what, what I've seen, that the Cold War is going to happen now again. But this Cold War may not be solved like the last one. We, we don't know where it could lead. So we need to pray, we need to believe God, that God Almighty will intervene and will fulfill his plan and will. And we as believers need to be ready for the coming of the Lord, I'm talking, for the rapture. Dearest Jesus, thank you for giving us an understanding heart. Lord, I pray that you will reveal more and more to us, your people, in the coming days, weeks, and months, 
about your plan for the church and our lives. But that we be ready, Lord, for your coming, no, no matter what. You said we must be alert and prayerful. And I pray by the Holy Spirit, your precious Holy Spirit, you'll touch everyone listening to me right now, everyone watching right now, that your fire will burn in their hearts, the fire of love for you, the fire of commitment to you, loyal to you unto the end. To whom shall we go? You have the words of life, Lord. You are our life. We love you with all our heart. Increase our love for you, Lord, with might and intensity. In your holy name. Blessed be your name, Jesus. All right, it's time to give to the Lord now. It's time to say, Lord, I trust you. I'm putting my future in your hands, financially too. I'm putting my future in your hands, in your care. So when the troubles increase, they won't come to my home. They won't come to my family. I'll be safe just like Israel was safe in the land of Goshen. When the plagues hit Egypt in the book of Exodus. I'll be just as safe in your arms. We give you the praise. All right, it's time to sow now. It's time to tell the Lord you mean it. You believe his promises. You believe his word. Okay, go ahead and sow your seed on the platform you're watching me on, Benihin Ministries, or simply go to our website, benihin.org, or simply text BHM45777. Tomorrow, we have our beautiful healing service. So make sure you join me. It's going to be glorious. I'll probably come back just, you know, in case there's some, some updates I may want to give you uh, in the afternoon. So be looking for that just in case. We don't know what's going to happen next. This is a very important matter that's going on right now. So, but go ahead and give. Thank you. Love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.